You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. So I think we ended at the Shabbat, right? Where I spoke regarding Genesis 8, 22. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, and then cold and heat, and then winter and summer, and then day and night shall not. So he says, the world of opposites will not what? Cease. Yeah. It will not cease. It will not cease. It has nothing to do with sowing a seed as in money, you know, and all of those things, and you're going to get money back. It has nothing to do with most of their um, charismatic preachers, when they're going to raise money, this is what they use. It has nothing at all to do with that. All right? And I also said that when you hear the word sons, yes, you see Abel, you see Abraham, you see Isaac. And then, yet you have darkness, clear, before the light, true or false. Uh-huh. Okay, so you have Cain, you have Ishmael, you have what? Esau. Okay, and so you must understand how the work of grace begins. It doesn't begin because you are the first. You are not qualified because you are the first. <laughs> you must qualify because you believe. <laughs> oh, praise God. Are you getting the point? Yes. That's why you can't condemn any human being by what they do. You can only condemn them by not believing. Condemnation comes by all Please note this. It is very, very important. It's very, very important. And that's why false doctrine is what brought unbelief. And that's why it is one thing that when it happens, you will see Jesus very angry. And so you see Jesus attacking false prophets and false teachers than even speaking about the devil. Because the agency of the devil is false doctrine. The moment God's word is twisted, the enemy has an upper hand. Are you here with me? The moment God's word is twisted, the devil has what? An upper hand. So you hear this in John where he says the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And you think he was talking about the devil. No, he was not talking about the devil. He was talking about false teachers and false prophets. So there he was calling the thieves. 
Okay, and what they come, they are used by the enemy to still kill and what? Destroy. So what destroys the fabric of what God does is false doctrine. Right from the beginning, we saw it clearly. That's how the devil, figurative of the serpent, showed up to deceive man. Now let's go to John 1.12. So this is emphasizing the fact. But as many as received him, to them he gave their right to become what? The sons of the children of God. To those who believe in his name. Praise God. So this is very clear. Why you will see Cain, you will see Ishmael, you see Esau. And then you see Abel, you see Isaac, you see Abraham. Why? They believed. The others did not believe. Were they the first pair? Yes. Abraham was not the first. Are you getting the point? They came before Abraham. Ishmael was the first. True or false? Yes. Ishmael came before Abraham. Sorry, Isaac, sorry. Thank you. So, what happened? No. Did he qualify? Was it because um, 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 he did not do something right or something. He did not what? Believe. Simple. Believe. Cain and Abel. Who came first? Who came first? Eh? Eh? Cain and Abel, who came first? Cain. Abel. No, Cain came first. So Cain came before what? Abel. Yes. All right. So Cain came before Abel. So you can realize that although Cain came first, Abel was mentioned in the hall of faith. Cain had no place. Why? Believe. So, you don't judge people by what? Your works. Don't. Yes, people must grow in their works of righteousness. Which is very key for the testimony of the gospel. Let your light so shine before that they may see your good works and glorify your father. So who sees your good works? Men. So they can give glory to who? The father. 
If I train my child very well, and my child behaves very well, who gets the glory? That's right. Is that very clear? Yes. But that is not what gives a person salvation or lose their salvation. No. Ephesians 1.5 Having predestined us to adoption as what? Sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. So you see, our predestination, when he says us, he is not just talking about us, the elect. He's talking about humanity. So you see, when we talk about predestination, the word predestination, like I said, is a Latin word that was borrowed. So if you talk about predestination, he's talking about plan. Praise God. So you see, he says, having planned our adoption as sons by Christ Jesus to himself. So God, and he says that God did this according to the good pleasure of what? His will. In other words, nobody coerced him. Nobody forced him. By his own sovereignty, and because of his nature, he made plan for man, if man erred. Oh, hello. It's very important. Look at Romans 8.29. So look at this. He says, for whom he what? For new, he also what? Predestined to be what? Conform what? That? Praise God. So who is he talking about? Jesus. So, so he's talking about us conforming into who? Of the firstborn. Are you getting the point? He's talking about God did not choose that you will be saved. You will not be saved. The plan is for everybody. That's why I said the predestined, if you don't use the word carefully, you would think that some people were chosen, others were not. You see, the moment you do that, it makes God a partial God and he's not just. Somebody asked Charles Spurgeon, about the elect thing. That um, it looks like some people were chosen by God. So when you are preaching, what do you do? So what it means is that, <laughs> Jesus, if you are going to preach the gospel, 
Then you have to pray to be led to the elect. You see, sometimes when we are concocting doctrines, we don't reason through. Because sometimes just common sense should be able to help you out. Don't you think so? The Bible tells you, whosoever believes. shall be saved. So he said, I pray to whosoever. <laughs> no, is that clear? Yes. You pray to whosoever. Otherwise, when we are going for evangelism, we have to pray hard. Lord, lead me to the elect so I don't waste time on those who are the sons of the devil. <laughs> already doomed for destruction. He said that we should preach the gospel to all what? Creatures. Okay. So his promise revealed from Genesis. Look at Titus. One, two, three. Titus one, two and three. In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Oh, hello. So where is he referring us to? Genesis where? That is where time what? But has in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Please listen to me very carefully. If you are here and you are a member of this church, if you don't go for evangelism, you are disobedient. Did you hear what Apostle Paul spoke to Titus about? He said, which was what? Read it. Which was what? Committed what? Uh-huh. According to what? So the preaching of the gospel is what? That's why he said, go. 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 It's a commandment. And you must spend most of your time doing that. Because that's your purpose. Giraffe. That's your what? Purpose. That's the Lord's commandment to If you're going to see a command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemies. All of these are the Lord's command. That's what he's talking about. Your love to the next person is to, is to give them Christ.
You can never equate anything to it. If you say you love somebody and you truly love them, give them Christ. Because you give them Christ, you've given them eternity. Yeah. Nothing equates to that. That's why he shows that in the story of the good Samaritan. And he is in reference in that story as the good word Samaritan. Okay. When he talk about the man going down, he's talking about how man fell. That's what he's talking about. Okay. And then he talks about how the law bypassed. He could not help man. <laughs> okay, so he's talking about the Levite, the priest, and all of that. They couldn't help, man. And then he, a stranger, comes around and he shows his love. Praise God. Because the Samaritans were not accepted by the Jews. Because the Jews believed that they were more righteous than the Samaritans. So they don't respect them. So Jesus says, you'll be shocked. The Savior is one you will look down on. As a matter of fact, they called him a Samaritan. Yeah. All right. I would always use the opportunity to let you know the importance of preaching the gospel. Anytime it comes across. Hello? Yes. And you must make sure you do due diligence. Hebrews 1.10. Let's all read. Go. And you, Lord, in the beginning, what? Lay the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your... So who laid the foundations of the earth? And the heavens are the work of whose hands? All right. Okay, so you can see clearly that the understanding of creation is made very clear by all the authors of the Bible. And you see that they see it as God's work, not the work of what? Man. <laughs> In the beginning, who? God. Is that clear? Oh, is that clear? All right. So now, Moses gives us a canvas of salvation. Look at the word darkness. The word darkness is the word shosek, obscure, or shasak, God's plan. So, watch this. Shasak 
and Shosek are opposite. So whilst Shosek is obscure, Shazak is God's plan. So, what do you see here? God's plan is very opposite from man's plans. Claire, are you here? God's plan is what? Very opposite from man's what? You see, that's why when a man decides to dwell on his own, he's going to face a lot of trouble. Because the will of man is perverse. And he always move away from the will of God. You cannot by your own walk in God's plan. You cannot. Unless, unless you receive his image, the son. Praise God. No. The word C-H-O S-E-C-H is the word obscure, which actually is a reflection of darkness. And then you have the word C-H-A-S-A-K, which is shasak, which is a reflection of God's plan, the opposite of man's ways. Look at the word pros. Pros. Face to face. Or toward. Or in addition to or in return. And then the word chronos. Time either long or short, age or period. And then look at the word ion. A I O N S. Which is the word forever, an unbroken age, or perpetuity of time, eternity. Clear. So, when you see prose, it's face to face. What it means is that it is toward what God wants done. It is the first option. 
It is God's desire. For example, the word chronos, which means time, was used in Matthew 2, 7. When Herod was requiring from his wise men what time the Savior will be born. So he's talking about what age, what period. And then they realized that it was within the timing that the wise men saw the star in the east. That's why Herod now went ahead to start killing. Because they realized that it was within that age, within that period. Praise God. So it is not specific word time. It's within an age period. Is that clear? Okay. And then you see the ion, which has to do with um, forever, an unbroken age. Perpetuity of time, which also means it's perpetual or it's eternal. Something that is eternal. So now, Genesis 1 1. Ah, cradolelele. Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Hello? Let's compare that with John 1, 1, 4. Let's go. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Let's continue. He was in the beginning with God. Continue. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made for. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Praise God. So, the Greek text for John 1 1 reads as follows and archae and who logos kai who logos and proston theon kai theos and who logos. Let me break it down in three phases and translate them literally. Thank you very much. So let's let's break them down. And archae and whole logos. In beginning was the word. In beginning was the word. Within an age. Within a particular period. Was the word. Praise God. Is it coming now? Is it unfolding? I showed you some words before. So you have to now start connecting. Because I just gave you some words 
And you should be looking for where are they going to be fixed. So I shouldn't tell you. So the moment I start, you should understand that, oh, okay. Are we going? Kaiho Logos and Pros. Ton Theon. And the word was the God. And the word was the God. Did you see pros? Yes. And the word was with, sorry, with the God. That's it. So that is God. Himself at work. The word is not different from God. The word is actually the revelation of God. <laughs> are, we, are we on the same page? Mabel, do you understand it? You understand it? Okay. Kaithios and Hologos. And God was the word. So you see how the Greek literally brings it out. The English says, and the word was with God. And he says, and God was what? The word. You see? So, anytime, like I'm speaking right now, you are experiencing God. You are face to face with God. So, listen to me very carefully. Anybody that begins to go deep into the word, you are beginning to have the revelation, the face-to-face -face with God. Do you understand it? You see, that's why you can have him, but you don't know him. Because your revelation of him is dim. Because in the word, you see God. <laughs> I'll come to it. The words I speak to you, their spirit and their life. <laughs> and that's why you should come to that point where anytime you open your mouth, you are speaking God. You see, when a man gets this understanding, they will never speak negatively. Because anytime they are speaking, they will speak to reveal God. Ah, are you here with me? Yeah. They will speak to show God.
And, and what it is is that, listen, the moment it is God, then you set him at work. <laughs> yes. You see, and that's why if you allow the enemy to rob you of the opportunity to study the word, coming to services like this, on Sundays, you yourself doing private personal studies, you have him, but you don't know him. And therefore, your experience and your revelation of him will be very deep. Let me continue. So, the moment age and time began in the beginning, God showed up. Simple. So, nothing, listen to me carefully, nothing can equate God. Because what it is, is that he is the only that exists before age began. <laughs> so, he works in time, but lives outside time. Kadosh. <laughs> Did you get what I just said? He works in time, but time does not have control over him. Because he lives in eternity. And the word was with the God specific. How God reveals himself in creation is by the word. It's by the word. So, anybody that wants to see God work, they must have the word. Christ. And speak the word. Praise God. <laughs> the word was with the God. What he's trying to say is the word and the God are one. But that is his revelation in creation. So if you say God, you see God as abstract. But when you want to see God at work in creation, the Christ. 
who is the word. Hey, are you here with me? And God was the word. Praise God. Look at Genesis 1-3. John 1-5. 2 Corinthians 4-6. Genesis 1-3. John 1-5. 2 Corinthians 4-6. Whoo. Are you with me at all? Okay, so Genesis 1, 3 to 4. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And there was light, yes. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from what? Let's go to 5 and 6. Go. Hey, sorry, 1 John 5 and 6. Go. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who has shown that 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, look at the revelation of John and the revelation of Paul with regards to Genesis 1-3. So, let's go to Genesis 1-3. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Four. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Hello? Oh, Hello? So wait, God saw the light, that the light was what? And divided the light from what? The darkness. Somebody talk to me. God saw the light, that it was good. God saw the light, that it was good. God saw the light, that it was good. So although the light is God, God saw it was good. In other words, God, by the light, is doing something. Ah, are you getting it? No, are you getting it? Oh, come on. God saw the light that it was good. So, it means that God is doing something with the light. Is that clear? So it's the light in God working something that God called good. <laughs> so his nature which is inapproachable light is working something that God calls good praise God so he says 
And God divided the light from what? The darkness. That's what he called good. Is that clear? Is that very clear? So what he called good, he showed us what he did. It dispelled darkness. It consumed darkness. It overwhelmed darkness. Darkness could not stand the light. Praise God. So that is what John explains. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Look at the six. Sorry, the, yeah, look at 2 Corinthians 4 6. Go. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. So God commanding the light. Is the glorious light of the gospel that dispels the darkness, the state of man without Christ. Should I come again? So, the darkness is the state of man. Without redemption. So, 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 what it is is that when you saw the darkness in Genesis, it is referring to God's redemption plan. And it shows us the state of man without salvation. So, as a matter of fact, you come to see that the earth which is void, without form, is the state of man. What it means is that the re- when you, man receives the gospel, the light shines. That's it. And it shines in their hearts. What it means is that Christ, by the spirit of God, now comes to live in them. So darkness has no place. The moment the man receives him, he receives light, he receives life. Is that very clear? Don't forget that before, what we are talking about now has not happened. So he's telling you, that's why you are not following. We are talking about predestination. The plan of God. So before Adam will fall, God by his omniscience has already made the plan. That I will give man his will. In his will, man will fall. Will fall. It's not good for man will fall. But in the falling of man, I still have redemption for man. But God knew by omniscience 
that man will fall. But listen, but God made provision for man. That man will be redeemed. What I say is this, listen. The most powerful thing on earth is the will of man. I've said it time and again. Without the will, there will not be worship. Then men will be robots. Because God knows that man cannot live without him. But man, by will in worship, will choose God. So God didn't force it on you. Although he is God and has the sovereign will and power, what he did was to give you the choice. Listen to me very carefully. Do you know that I called somebody. I told the person something. I told the person, God wants to use you powerfully. And God told me, this is what God said I should be doing with you. But there's this thing that you have to work on. So it means that that is your choice. I told the person, the person understood every advantage, everything. But in the end, the person didn't. The person didn't. They didn't do it. Now after it's okay, you have been told, you'll be president. You've been told the advantage, but this is what will hinder you. So you get it out of the way. So that you'll be president. You have, you have been told. But you still didn't do it. Why? Your will. Was Adam not told? <laughs> so you see when some of you said oh if I was Adam you are lying so basically man is saying God is saying I'm giving you your will align it with mine living independently from me is not who your nature is praise God nobody is born with a spiritual identity no, nobody is born. Nobody is born a Buddhist. Nobody is born a Christian. That's why I'm saying. I said the will of man is the most powerful thing. <laughs> God gave it to you. That's why people ask me a lot. Sometimes you see somebody in church, and you expect that oh, they are doing this, but you expect pastor to talk, pastor to say, pastor, but are you not talking? It means that pastor has said and said and said, but pastor has seen that this is what the person wills to do. And they have made it clear to pastor, pastor, this is how I want to live my life. Now, even if God himself does not force us, how can pastor force you? Because when it comes to the will of man, God does not touch it. Even God, he doesn't touch it. He doesn't touch it. Ah, have you seen Jesus healing somebody without asking them, do you want to be healed? I ask myself a lot. Ah, 
But Jesus, don't you know that the person is sick? But he will still ask them, do you want to be healed? And when they are healed, he will tell them, your faith in me, your belief in me has made you whole. So listen, so when it comes to the will of man, well, don't touch it. That's why when he talked even about dominion, he gave man dominion. We're going to look at that. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and all of that, he never gave man dominion over another man. Never. Never. So when you see God saying he fights for the poor, and he avenges for the poor, that is what it means. That when the will of that man cannot fight for itself, nature fights for it. Alright, so, so, so the will of man is so powerful. So we have all established that man is the F of Genesis. Yeah? Is that correct? And it reveals man without who? Christ or God. Yes. First John 1 John 1.5. Look at this. Mm-hmm. This is the message we have heard from him. And declare to you that what? God is what? And in him... So that's God makes man like himself. <laughs> when the light comes into you, you become God. That's now you are living in the image of the light. But you receive it at will. Oh, praise God. Yes, exactly. That is, that's the promissory. Yeah, we are going to get to that. Wave. Look at the Genesis 1, 3. Then God said, let there be what? Light. And what? There was light. So look at this. When Moses was talking, the report he's giving is, God is saying, me. B. <laughs> God is saying, me, B. Me, B. Me, B. Praise God. So it actually speaks to God becoming what? Man. So, the creation of the firstborn Of all creation, the beginning of redemption. Are you getting the point? It's what he's talking about. Look at John 12, 34 to 36, and then 46. You see something here that is so powerful. John 12, 34. Look at how John. John, that's why John is called the revelator. 
This is not Jesus speaking. The people. Everybody, look at it. Go. The people answered him. Mm -hmm. We have heard from the law. Hey, wait. From the law here means what? Thank you. Mm -hmm. That the Christ remains forever. And how can you say? Now, the Christ there, it means the chosen one. Remains what? So, he lives in eternity. Eh? Oh, praise God. He lives in what? Is it clear? Continue. Then Jesus said, "Uh uh-huh. A little while longer. The light is... The light is... The light is... So who is he talking about? Himself. Who was commanded? <laughs> From the beginning. Hey, praise God. And then he says this. He says what? Uh-huh. So receive me. Less darkness, what? Overtakes. Okay, let's go ahead. Go. He who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. Look at the four. Have we gone to the four? No, let's continue to the 36. Yes. While you have light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Look at the 46. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Praise God. Is that very clear? Look at 1 John 2, 8 to 11. 1 John 2, 8 to 11. Let's all read it carefully. Go. Again, a new commandment I write to you. Which thing is true in him and in you? Because the darkness is passing away. And the true light is already shining. Praise God. Now, do you, do you get what John is saying? He says, it's already what? Because this is post-resurrection. Let's continue. Go. He who says he is in the, he is in the, uh-huh, and hates his brother, is in darkness until now. Say I'm in the light. Oh, say I'm in the light. Ten, go. He who loves his brother abides in the light. And there is no cause for stumbling in him. Continue. 
But he who hates his brother in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness. Praise God. So you see, your spiritual state is light. The Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. My light cannot dim. I don't need more favor. <laughs> no darkness can stand my light. Oh, praise God. Look at darkness in Isaiah 61 to 2. Isaiah 61 to 2. John 8, 12. John 3, 18 and 19. Let's go. Isaiah 61 to 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold... The darkness shall cover the air. And deep darkness, the people. The, now, do you see that English? And deep darkness, the people. So he talks about the state of the earth. And then he brings it into the people. Now, the darkness becomes the people. Association, identification, the state has affected the people. <laughs> but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Praise God. He's referring to Christ. Is that correct? You see, the Lord is in capital. Why did all that happen? Because of Genesis. The moment he said, me be, the redemption plan kicked off. <laughs> and nothing stops it. Are you getting the point? Nothing. It's in force. So all these were prophecies to confirm what God had already put in place. John 8, 12. Let's all read. Go. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me mm -hmm, shall not walk in darkness, but have the what? So no light, no light. No Jesus, no life. Give me the next. John 8, 13. 
The Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Look at what he says. He who believes in him mm -hmm, is not what? Okay, but he who does not believe So, how is a man condemned? Okay. 19. And this is the condemnation. Wait, 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 wait. Don't rush it. So, you are going to see what the condemnation is. And if any other thing condemns you apart from this, is the devil. Okay, so what is the condemnation? Go. That the light has come into the world. And what? Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. <laughs> so it is the rejection of what? The light. Simple. That makes your deeds evil. Oh, Jesus. Hey, are you getting the equation? So the moment you receive the light, before God, your deeds are not evil. Your deeds are counted against you because you reject the light. But the moment you receive the light, your deeds are not counted against you. Because in your nature is righteousness. Oh, praise God. So you can see that darkness normally is used as actions or people. Look at Matthew 4, 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the raging and shadow of death, light has dawned. Oh, praise God. Is it clear? Is it clear? So the people who sat in what? Darkness have seen what? Great light. And upon who? Those who sat in the region and shadow of death. Light has dawned. Isaiah 4, 42, 7. To open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. All of this refers to the state of man without Christ and how Christ delivers man from darkness. Praise God. So if somebody tells you that you can be possessed, they don't know what they are saying. It's not possible. Did you ever see in the statements that he says the light is going Small, small, and the darkness is going small, small. <laughs> Did you see that? 
No, in any of the states. Did you see that? It's like present continue. One thing beautiful about Christianity is that you end the journey before you start. It's like marriage. <laughs> but that's why you see that marriage is figurated. Of our relationship with Christ. His relationship with the church. Yes. Yeah. Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before that they may see your... So it is your light that shines. That good works are now seen. So if you don't have the light, you don't have good works. No matter how good your works are, before God is darkness. Ah. Are you getting the point? So you must see this scripture differently. So when it says, let your light, let the Christ in you now shine are you getting the point? Yes. Because it's only in Christ that good works will show. Without Christ, forget about good works. So good works is a result of your salvation. It's not a qualification for your salvation. Look at Luke 1. No, look uh, Matthew 6.23. But if the eye is bad, your whole body it will be full of darkness. Are you getting it now? If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, hey, how great is that darkness? Hello? Do you understand this? But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Regenerate. You are not. Your nature is bad. You want to show forth light. Your whole body. So the unbeliever can never do good. possible because you are bad. Because the good you are doing, the motivation of it is a bad nature. What you are not is like a thief, an armed robber who is giving job money. To their mom. They are doing it, but that's not who they are. Do you understand the point? I'm just giving you an illustration, yes. So, so, so that's not... Do you know that sometimes good people can do bad? And sometimes bad people can do good. But that does not define them. That's what Jesus is saying. No matter how good you do, 
your eye is bad. <laughs> so your whole body is bad. That will not change your status and give you a new definition because you did good. So you are doing charity and then you say, oh, I am a good person. Oh, I'm sorry. That you should boast. That's why he says, it therefore, the light that is in you is darkness. <laughs> How great is that darkness? If you are doing good to show that you are in the light, he said, the light in you is darkness. <laughs> Listen, without Christ, you don't qualify. There's no middle ground. Oh, me, I don't have Christ, but I'm, and so some of you, listen, you are going to marry somebody and say, oh, oh, anya Christo niba, oye papa chen Christopher. Yes. Oh, pastor, you don't know. You have not met him. Pastor, if you meet him, I've tried all our Christian brothers. All. Don't ever define any Christian as a wicked person. Don't. Don't. Because point to yourself too. We are funny people sometimes. We easily forget our mode. That without Christ, you are nothing. Don't call any believer as wicked. They may not have dealt with you well. It doesn't make them wicked. They erred. They didn't do well. They acted wickedly. But don't define them by their act. What we are saying, you see, when it is sweet to you, but you don't know that it is across the board. If you are light, you are light. True or false? If you are darkness, you are what? So how do you call the Christian darkness? Because of your experience with them. Mostly, it's an identity crisis. Lack of knowledge. That's what it is. Mostly, it's lack of knowledge. So the person must grow in grace. So every day you must ask him to open your eyes. Open your mind. To understand. But you must also understand that you, you err. Yeah. Because don't forget, the righteousness first is in the heart. Before the mouth confesses unto salvation. So that one I can tell. I can tell. That's why he said that on that day, many will say, and he said, you don't know me. I never knew you. 
So maybe they didn't believe. And they are faking it. That's their problem. That's their problem. Are you getting the point? You understand it? (laughs) Yeah, you just don't want to understand it. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense. Because of how you are feeling. But don't forget about the believer's love life. Uh So it's difficult to take. Yes. You see, when you dwell on works, you condemn others to free yourself. Listen, that's what most of you do. The reason why you love condemning others is to free you. You think that in condemning them, you free yourself. But that's where you are wrong. Because the enemy will catch you wrong-footed. And that is what leads to suicide and self-condemnation. Because, you see, the way you've criticized and criticized people, now you can't forgive yourself. Because you've always thought you are above it. (laughs) Yeah. Apart from false doctrine, nothing else. Praise God. Okay. Write these down. Luke 1, 79. We've done that. Luke eleven thirty five. Therefore take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. Hello. Luke eleven thirty five. Luke twenty two fifty three. Said when I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour. And the power of darkness. Did you get it? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. But then, what he actually means is that this is the time you have me where I'll face the justice of humanity. Are you getting a point? In their state of darkness. Are you getting it? Yeah, so let the enemy play. <laughs> it is his time. I've been with you in the temple. You didn't seize me because you don't have power. But now, it is time for me to stand in the stead of humanity. Are you getting the point? Yes. So darkness will rule, but very soon, light will show up. Just like Cain came first. But then in the end, Abel showed up. Are you getting the point? Like Esau came, but then Jacob showed up. Are you getting the point? Yes. Like Saul came, but David showed up. Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. Praise God. It's, this is straightforward. Turning them from darkness to what? Light. Simple. And from the power of what? Satan to God. Do you see the reference? Simple. Darkness to light. 
in reference the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Hallelujah. And then the last but not the least, 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship has righteousness and lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? So the unbeliever is what? Darkness. The believer is light. Praise God. Good. So this is just Genesis 1. 1 to 5. Are you enjoying this? We honor Jesus. Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living Heaven on Earth <laughs>